Welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Um, welcome to episode 30. Episode 30. It's it's insane. Um, this could have happened a lot sooner, but you know, it's it's here now. So who cares? Um, obviously, you know by the title, and if you came here from Twitter, you saw the promo- promotion promotional image that I put out um for this, but you know who we have on today. But I want to give a little thanks to the people listening um, episode in and episode out. Um, I really appreciate um, all the listeners kind of taking time out of their day to listen to something that, um, that I really enjoy doing. So it's, that's, that's fantastic. I can't thank you guys enough. Um, Secondly, um, rate the podcast on Spotify. If you like it, you know, give it a, you know, three-star rating. (laughs) If if you like it, Um, but yeah, rate, rate the podcast. Don't be afraid to rate the podcast on Spotify. It only helps, helps out the podcast, helps it, you know, um, kind of gain some, some traction and, um, has other people other than the people that follow me on Twitter, um, see the podcast. Um, so yeah, again, thank you for, for listening, um, day in and day out whenever these, these come out on Wednesdays. Um, really appreciate it, but, but yeah, let's get right into it. Bex, thank you for, um, coming on today. I know we've kind of jumped through some holes, moved times around <laughs> multiple times just to fit something in because of the time difference, but, um, we're here now we're here recording it. How are you today? Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the rescheduling was pretty, pretty mad, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it was, <laughs> it's uh time zone is, is crazy. It's just so annoying, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for, having me on the podcast and thank you for reaching out I mean I've listened to quite a quite a few although I do have some catching up to do um (laughs) but yeah I mean I've I've really enjoyed what you've been doing and I've really enjoyed listening to everyone and all of their stories so I'm happy to be here well I appreciate that that's awesome um but yeah I'm, I'm excited to have you on today um have people you know have people and myself learn a little bit more about who you are um let alone like not just as you know you post work on twitter and that's basically all we see <laughs> and you post you know here and there when you're not when you're not posting work but um um but yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to learn a little bit more about you as a, as a person and um should be a good one so yeah let, let's let's get right into it so little intro about yourself for the people that don't know who you are. Um, I leave this very open. You can go as deep or as, as shallow as you want. So um, the floor is yours. Okay. So I won't bore everyone by going too deep. Um, <laughs> so I'm Bex. Um, you may know me as probably best as Bex graphics, although originally that was intended to be read as B3X graphics. Um, but yeah, everyone knows me as Bex graphics. Um I am a 19-year-old freelance graphic designer based here in the UK in a town, a county, sorry, called Essex. And um, I've been designing since about 2017, so coming up for five years now in March. Um, I did that alongside my studies at school. So for the people who know the school education system in the UK, that was alongside my GCSEs and my A-levels and... I finished my A-levels in March 2020 when the whole world decided to go nuts mm-hmm. and go into lockdown. Um, I went straight into freelance and haven't looked back since. I've been very fortunate to be very busy. Um, I've been across a whole range of different projects and I've just been really enjoying it, really. just It feels like longer than a year. It's been 
this is my first full year in freelance, but it feels like a lot longer. <laughs> but yeah, really, really enjoying it. Uh, work with some great people, and it, it's just great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I I've noticed like I mean I don't know when we started like following each other or like seeing you know each other's work and connecting that way um, on Twitter, but the work that you've done with like Spurs and, um, and, and Southampton, I know I'm saying that wrong because I'm an American. Um, we'll probably figure that out, but um, yeah, like the work that you, that you've been posting for a while has been fantastic. I got to give it to you. The, your work is, is really, really, really well done. Um, Thank you. And Thank you very much. I, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, getting into freelance. That's awesome that you mentioned, like, this is your first full year mm-hmm. um, doing it. And I, I kind of wanted to like pick your brain on how the whole process was. I mean, freelance is a topic we talk about a lot on this podcast, um, but I like hearing other people's kind of, you know, point of view from their experience, because I think as a designer, especially in the sports industry, you see so many, so many really like, like the craft of the people that are freelance, it's, it's really high level. And that's like, at least in my point of view, that's like the coveted, like, go freelance full-time, you know, work on your yeah. own schedule, work as your own business. Um, so like, what was your, what was your experience kind of getting into that and preparing for, for freelance? And then obviously how has, you know, this year been? <laughs> oh, where do I even begin with that question? Um, <laughs> I know it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot to my pick. Yeah. I mean, so I kind of fell into sports design when I was about 14, just turning 15. I've always had this um, interest in basically, to put it bluntly, Photoshop and learning how that works. I was always intrigued by what is this? How is it used? So Mm -hmm. we had access to it at school and I just like on my lunch breaks and stuff like that, I just started tinkering about with it, not having a clue what I was doing, but just clicking buttons, seeing what happened, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then as a massive sports fan, I just started using um, just photos of athletes and people who know me will know that I'm a massive Tottenham fan. Um, I just started using like photos of Deli Alley and Harry Kane, just chuck it in Photoshop and just click buttons. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of, that kind of grew from there. And then I set up a Twitter account, I think when I was like 15, something like that. And um I found all of these people that were making artwork out of uh, photos of athletes and stuff like that. And people making like phone wallpapers and bits and pieces like that. And I was like, Oh, that looks cool. And it was, it was just over time. I gradually found more and more of these people. And then again, over time, I just learned that, okay, I've stumbled across some sort of industry here that, I can actually work in and do something cool with Mm -hmm. and I was about 16 um I think it was 16 yeah when I suddenly realized I can actually make a career out of this and I was at this stage um just in my spare time I was making uh like free Twitter banners for people with like their Twitter handle at the top and a football player and that was kind of like foundation building for me because it was it was shout out basis like I'd make this thing for free and someone would go oh go follow Bex graphics or whatever 
and then I started delving a bit deeper into it and learning more things and then I realized that freelancing was a thing and that I could do what I was already doing get paid enjoy what I was doing as a freelancer and I could do it all from home so yeah I mean I did kind of just stumble into that and then as the years went on it was the I was just building foundations building foundations and getting my network beat uh, meeting people and just generally like expanding my knowledge all alongside school and then it was when I was in college so between the years of like 17 and 18 that I was starting to get quite busy and I was actually missing out on certain opportunities because clients would come to me and say oh we've got this project we like your work would you be interested in working with us and then the second I said to them yes but I need to let you know I'm still in education mm-hmm. they were like nah that that was it and I got to a point where I was missing out on stuff so it, it I, like I said I kind of just fell into it it was just like you know I want to be a freelancer I want to I want to do this full time I'm fed up of missing out on these opportunities because I'm at school um so yeah and that's you know it wasn't kind of like a shall I go full time shall I go freelance it was kind of like an immediate decision like this is what I want to do this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna make it happen mm-hmm. and then I'd started planning for what I was going to do when I came out of college and then the you know we had COVID and everything got shut down in March and I used those first few months to actually create a project for the Los Angeles Lakers that is actually still one of the most viewed projects on my Behance and I was just using all of the time that I'd suddenly been rewarded with to just crank out as much work as I could and learn as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And then everything has literally just gone nuts from there. Like this first year of freelance has been genuine insanity, (laughs) to be quite honest. Like the week before last, I worked, as you do, Monday to Friday, 62 hours my work week totaled up to at the end of the week, which to anyone listening, I would not recommend doing very often because it's a <laughs> lot. And I was exhausted by the end of the week, but it, it's just been mad, honestly. And it sounds even crazier for me to sit here and say that I love every second of it. Mm-hmm. Seriously, <laughs> it's nuts. I feel like like we we do we do mention that type of thing as well like the balance between you know working those 50 60 hour weeks and then also you know sticking with your normal schedule um sometimes that that needs to happen having those super long yeah. weeks you need to get shit done or you know you're in your case I mean obviously I mean to work 50 60 hours a week you have to enjoy what you're doing so just straight up enjoying the project you're working on and not wanting to set it down. That's also a driver to that as well. So um, I feel like that that's awesome that you mentioned that because, and e- even with your story about how you're getting into it, like you made a decision, you're like, let's go, Let, let's do this freelance thing. I want to do it. That's what I'm going to do. And we're going to go all in. So like it, it shows your dedication and, and how much you enjoy, you know, that whole aspect of, 
yes, it may have a lot of hours, but you're like, screw it. I don't care. Like it's, I love doing it. You know, you sit down, you enjoy all 62 hours in a work week, <laughs> Monday through Friday of doing it. Like that's crazy. I, that, that's, that's really awesome to see. It, it really is. It's refreshing in all honesty. It's not like you're, you're getting forced to do, it. I mean, technically you're getting paid to do it. So you have, you have deadlines and stuff that you got to hit. So in a sense, yeah. in a sense you're forced, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that 62 hour work week. I mean, that was, um, that one was pretty mad. We had a couple of um, minor issues go wrong with a project that we were working on. It wasn't, it wasn't even big, but it just set the timelines back a little bit, but mm-hmm. this project we were working on, it had to go out the following Monday and it, it was like we had a last minute um, situation, let's say, and it was like all hands on deck. And then the Friday night I was working with clients till about 10 p.m. And then I had an issue and my Photoshop crashed and I was just melt down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no, I mean, you, you get weeks like that and it's you just got to take the rough with the smooth and it does make it a bit easier when you love what you do. Um, because as much as I love the fact that I get paid for what I do, it's not what drives me. What drives me is knowing that I'm doing what I love and what I'm doing is helping either solve a problem, tell a story or make an impact mm-hmm. that those three things are what drives me. So for me to then see this project go live, like it did on Monday, was just it just made all of it worth it it was just like a relief off my shoulders <laughs> and just that feeling of going we did that we made that happen and it looks damn good is what drives me and what makes me feel good so so yeah it, it didn't turn out too bad in the end and you know coming back to what you said just now about going all in like I'm very fortunate that I've got a family that supported me with that decision they straight away were like if that's what you want to do then go for it you know mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't have to worry about oh my god do I need to move out of my house do I need to do I need to go to uni do I need to do this that and all things like that I was just able to go this is what I love and I'm going to try and make it work and at the moment it is working pretty good I'd say but yeah yeah I'm, I'm in a very fortunate situation that I'm able to make this work and that I am busy enough to keep it going so yeah um so what was that project that you put live is it on your Behance no that one isn't yet um it was a project for Tottenham that is still kind of ongoing so I can't talk about it too much unfortunately mm-hmm. yet um there are quite a few things that I'm waiting to get the all clear on to be able to share literally like seven months worth of work that I've got backed up behind me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that in hopefully next few weeks, maybe month or so, I should be able to completely like overhaul my Behance and finally be able to show people what I've been doing for the last six, seven months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you said I was going to ask you, um, during this, you know, episode who you support in the premier league, but you obviously said that already. You're a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Am, yeah. Um, is it crazy doing work with them? And like, I, I, were you a fan? I mean, you probably were a fan of them or a supporter of them before you started freelance, right? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was a Tottenham fan when I was still in my mom's room, to be honest. <laughs> I've just 
that's how I've always been. Um, so the, it's funny actually because working with Tottenham was my end goal. Mm-hmm. That was my top goal at the top of my list throughout my whole career. And I'd made peace with myself that that wasn't going to happen until maybe I was in my 30s, 40s, quite a long way into my career. And I was okay with that because I was willing to work for it. So well. for it to happen, <laughs> yeah, for it to happen at 19, it stumped me massively. Um, pleasant surprise, obviously. Mm. Um but it, it's literally like a dream come true. And I know as cliche as it sounds, I am literally living my dream at the moment because working for the club that you love, the club you watch every week, the club you bloody cry to every week or sit in pain watching. Any Tottenham fans listening will know it is painful supporting this club. Um, it's, it's genuinely amazing. Um, and the people that I work with are brilliant as well there. They're really, um, they're just lovely. Like, I think people forget sometimes that you can learn from a client as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just about turning up, getting a job done, getting paid and going. There, there is so much that I learned from them as a designer and as a person. And I do, um, I mostly work with the brand and creative team there. So it's more commercial work. We do a lot of ticketing, um, a lot of print assets. Um, what else have we done? Marketing, retail, bits and pieces like that. And I've genuinely fallen in love with that side of design. Mm-hmm. As fun as doing all of the media artwork is and amazing looking stuff that, you know, like your match day graphics that I, you know, I really enjoy doing those as well. But doing the commercial side of it and solving problems like when they chuck something at me and we're like we have 10 pages of copy that we need to put in an email how can we design that in a format that is visually pleasing and digestible and easy for people to understand Mm -hmm. that's the sort of work that I love and that's the sort of work I've been doing and I've just grown in in love with it and for me to be able to be doing that with the club that I love, with people who are also willing to teach me whilst I'm working with them, is just crazy. It, it, like I said, it really is a dream come true, and it's, it's so refreshing to be able to work with people who are willing to teach you, as well as me teach them. So, it, it's great. It's um, it's quite cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, so my, my end goal is very similar to like yours. You grew up Spurs fan, have been a Spurs fan all your life. And now you're working with them. My end goals with the Packers, you can see a flag behind me. Out. Yeah. Do you follow the NFL? I, yes, I do. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. right now I live, I work with a, a minor league baseball team um, in Wisconsin and mm-hmm. it's the place where I live is about 30 minutes away from green Bay. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of like, and I have a, I have a really good friend of mine that works with green Bay as well right now. Um, she was actually a Vikings fan before, oh, really? she, yeah, before she went and worked with green Bay and you know that I laughed in her face when she did that. Cause that's, that's hysterical. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's like, I, I've I'm from Wisconsin. I've been a Packers fan just like you since I was, you know, before I was 
before I was even born. So my dream, very similar to yours. So I can connect highly to what you're kind of feeling right now. And that's, it's awesome. I, I can only, I can only, oh, I can only imagine the feeling that you get, like, especially like going there and like seeing things like, have you gone there as a fan, gone to a game and like seen things you designed like all over the place and you're just like starstruck almost? I haven't that yet. Not yet? <laughs> Not yet, no. Um, I will one day. I swear to God I will. Um, but the closest I've come to that is seeing bits on the website and on, like, the merchandise store. I did a piece of creative recently that was for a new collection line for some training gear and just seeing it on the website. And seeing it like I sat there creating that and piecing all of that together. And now people are looking at it and they're going to go and buy clothes because they've seen it. Mm -hmm. That is probably the closest that I've come to that. <laughs> but it, it's still a thrill that gets you every single time. Like, you know, every time you see your work shared online, whether that's by another creative who likes it or whether it's by the the club or the client himself then it, I still get that thrill every single time and mm. I think I hope that I never lose that and I hope it never gets old but ju just the thrill of seeing something you've made go out into the world and go live is just so exciting and, and I think that's something that every designer can relate to because it, it's your hard work the collaboration with the client that is finally there it's just great when it always all goes out mm -hmm. so I didn't really want to mention this um until you know obviously you said you were a Spurs fan and I didn't know that before we came into it but I have to mention this now I was watching Man United Spurs today I stopped watching after Ronaldo scored his first goal because I had to go do something and now I can't now I come back <laughs> I didn't see the final. I, I I didn't see the final score until I pulled it up on on uh, my computer over here. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I got to mention it. I know. I mean, it, it. I mean, you lose to a hat trick from Ronaldo. I mean, you can't really complain, can you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I saw it coming. We're on a on a streak at the moment where we're win lose win lose win lose win lose. So it fits the pattern. I mean, at least we're consistent at not being consistent. <laughs> um, but yeah, it not not good. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that things will start picking up for us one day. One day, have hope. So, yeah. with what, what? Let's see. You guys play. You guys play 38 games in the season. We with, do, yeah. with 11 games left. Where do you think you guys will end up? Because um, you're seventh right now. I didn't know you yeah. guys were seventh. I thought you guys were were higher than that. But I guess West Ham is having the season of, season of their lives for some reason. Yeah, they're really pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> so where I think we'll finish, I reckon fifth. Mm -hmm. uh, where I hope we'll finish is fourth. For, so we get Champions League football back. Um, I, I think it's possible, um, but I think we definitely need to sort out our inconsistencies because we're just, we're so up and down. It's, it's mad. 
Um, yeah. I mean, you are only five points behind Man United. So a win, a win today would have been huge. Would have been massive. Yeah. Because because West Ham, West Ham lost. So you, you'd be even with Arsenal in sixth place right now. Yeah. And Man United would be behind you. Actually, you'd be in fifth right now if you won today. That's mad. Yeah. It, it's so frustrating because it, every Tottenham fan will be able to relate to this. Every single time an opportunity like this opens for us, we just don't take it. There's been so many occasions in the past where it's something similar. It's like, okay, win this game and we can go fourth or win this game and we'll have like a three-point gap by the team below. And mm-hmm. there's very rare occasion where we actually take it. And as a fan watching, it's so infuriating. And you're just sitting there like, you know, like how can you play as well as you did like we did against Man City a few weeks ago or... Mm-hmm you know, completely destroy Everton like we did and then struggle to beat Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. It's just, it's nuts. But that that is the roller coaster of being a Tottenham fan. I mean, that's, that's what we sign up for. So. Um, so from an unbiased perspective, for an American like myself listening to this, not wanting to, not wanting to support Chelsea because of Christian Pulisic, what team would you suggest to follow? What team has like really insane culture that is like super cool to follow as a foreigner? Um, people will probably hate me for saying this. And I know a few people that will take the piss out of me for saying this, <laughs> but I would say Liverpool. Liverpool? I, yeah. I've always, from an outside of you and and a design point of view as well, and a brand point of view. I've always liked Liverpool um, in terms of their, I know it's cliche, but it's the you'll never walk alone thing. Mm-hmm. I really like that from a brand perspective. I think it's inclusive for everyone and it tells a big story about Liverpool as a club. And I think that, I think there are, they're a different team to what everyone else is in you know from that perspective and I also think find it similar with the Seattle Seahawks as well who Mm. are my NFL team who are currently Mm. falling apart um with the with the 12s and it's very very fan oriented and I know you you can say that about most sports team you know the fans are the beating heart of the team or the club and things like that but I think with teams like the Seahawks and Liverpool every single thing is for the fans you know that when like you know that if you're a Liverpool fan you're not just following the players on the pitch it's the club as a whole. And as mm-hmm. a Tottenham fan, I do feel that as well because Tottenham, Tottenham's my club that, you know, every every Tottenham fan is like me. You know, we all have the same desire and the same passion for the club. So, it, you know, it, it does translate across other sports teams. But I do, I do think that Liverpool are a good club and... I, I like the the Liverpool brand speaking from a design point of view. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, there's a, I don't know if it's a series cause I just started watching it. I didn't do much research into it, but there's a thing 
it's about Liverpool. It's on, is it, I think it's on Paramount. It's like something about through the storm or something. Um, I'm about like 20 minutes in and it's like, we're, I'm learning about like Jurgen Klopp and everything right now. And he's a great guy. I like him. He's, he's pretty sweet. <laughs> he's pretty sweet. Yeah, he's, he, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's one of the nicer ones. Yeah. Um, but like I was watching it yesterday, like when I came home for lunch and, um, I was watching it. I was really enjoying it. And it's crazy that you suggested Liverpool because like, I want to support a a, a soccer team. I I hate saying soccer. Well, I say soccer because I'm American, but I only feel bad saying soccer when I'm in, when I'm like talking to someone that isn't American. (laughs) I I don't really care to be honest. There's people here that get really like annoyed about it. And they're like, it's not soccer. It's football. I'm like, I, I don't really care. You know, yeah. I call NFL football. I call football football. It's it, it doesn't bother me. I I don't really care. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. Yeah. So like, I'm looking for that team to like support. I supported LAFC in the MLS for a little bit, like when they first became a club, and I couldn't, you know, just just I couldn't find the dedication for it. So. Like I, I know I could find like uh the Minnesota United or um Chicago Fire. Like I could support them because they're a little bit closer, which I could, I very well could. Like Shakiri coming to Chicago, that's kind of a little bit of a grab. Like that's kind of cool. That's I don't know. How, cool, yeah. I don't know how long he's gonna be playing with them, but like that's kind of cool. Um, but like I know completely like nothing about these MLS teams, but I know a lot about like Premier League teams and Bundesliga teams, La Liga teams. Um, just solely, I mean, it's because of the player base, you know, there's not a lot of good players in the MLS, <laughs> but there's a shit ton of good players in, in, in the foreign leagues. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find that one club that I want to like support and like go to watch parties and like have a fantastic time supporting them, but I haven't been able to find that yet. So I, I am, I am considering Liverpool. I am, I am considering Liverpool just based off of what I've seen, you know, from their, um, from that, that documentary. And also, I mean, what they've, what they've done for sports designers as well, having them collaborate on their match day stuff. And that's really cool. And yeah, like you, like you mentioned too, their like brand, I guess, like stature of their brand, like you'll never walk alone. Like that's pretty cool too. Yeah. So they're a contender, but I also don't want to be a bandwagon. You know, I don't want to be considered bandwagon, but they've been good. How, how consistently good has Liverpool been? Cause I know they had like a really bad stretch in like, was it like early two thousands where they had like a bad stretch or am I really off? Yeah, no. Um, Cool. You put me on the spot now. I don't, I couldn't tell you the exact dates. <laughs> I, I could tell you dates and stuff about Tottenham, but I couldn't with Liverpool. But yeah, I mean, Man United were very dominant in the Sir Alex Ferguson years while he was in charge. Mm-hmm. And there's this rivalry between Man United and Liverpool because of that. Um, but yeah, it's in recent years, they've kind of, they've got their shit back together since Jurgen Klopp's been there, really. He's mm-hmm. completely transformed that club. And as putting, taking off my Tottenham hat and speaking as a football fan now, it's pretty crazy to actually have been able to witness what he's done with that club because he has completely changed the mentality and the stature of the club from where it was when Man United were dominant and it 
it's pretty scary as <laughs> as a fan of a different club because they're just they are lethal. They they're just it's mm. quite um, I can't even find the words to describe how nuts they are because play, playing them is like one. I want to sit behind the sofa with like one eye above trying to watch the TV because it's just yeah, they're they're a very good side. I still yeah. think you should support Tottenham though if you're going to pick a team. <laughs> I, uh... come, come, come join the roller coaster with us. <laughs> I don't know if you um if you listen to the podcast I had with my buddy Ryland, but um he works for Charlotte FC and they're the new they're the new club in um in the ML- in MLS and they recently broke the um, MLS attendance record like on their first opening like home game and he was yeah, a huge he, he was a huge advocate for supporting them as well but I can't get I can't get behind their play in all honesty like they play really good possession possession um possession soccer but they have no attacking they have no attacking like force and like it's not entertaining to watch for me so like i i don't think i can support a club that doesn't attack and score goals and you know be have an excitement to it like i think the only excitement that's behind them right now hot take is that they're a new club like i don't think i don't think they're gonna they're gonna finish that high in the wet in the eastern conference this year like i don't i think they're gonna be like bottom half easy like they're not that good so like i can't get i can't get behind like unattractive soccer and like there's a handful of teams in the mls that tick that box of just straight up sending people forward being aggressive playing amazing you know amazing attacking soccer and it's yeah i, I just I, I can't get behind charlotte right? <laughs> I, I, I i gotta I, I gotta i got a shirt like i got a kit i got their their home kit which is really really well done i like the carolina blue on it um, so I, I had to support that way, you know. I, I like that really, really, really much, but I couldn't. Yeah, I can't. It's just a little boring. I, I watched. I watched bits of their their first their their preseason matches. I watched bits bits of, and their first away match. Um, I forgot who they played, and then also watching them against LA Galaxy too in their home their home opener. It's just not attractive. Like they have some yeah. players that I loved, like Christian Fuchs when he played with Leicester, he was crazy. He was so good yeah. in that in that he title was. winning season, and and yeah. even like as a player past then too, he was he's such a good player. But then like, why I don't know why you'd use a a designated player spot for like a defender. You know <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make sense. What were you saying? I interrupted you. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm still trying to put all the feelers out and find, find the team. I do really enjoy watching Bayern. Like I I've watched a handful of their games this year and I don't think that would be a bandwagon much because they've been successful, you know, like for a long ass time. So I don't know if that'd be a bandwagon. Like I love Robert Lewandowski. He's one of my favorite players in the world. I love, um, I love Joshua Kimmich. I love Leroy Sané. I love Serge Gnabry. Like they're such a good team and they're, they play such attractive football. Oh, it's fantastic to watch them, but, and they are on ESPN plus, so I can watch them every week. So <laughs> that, that, that's a good, that's a good way of thinking about it too. So yeah, there, there, there are a couple teams. Look, look at the, look at the players that you just reeled off on that list though. These are all like players that are worth like God knows how much amount of money. It's like, it's like um, watching Man City 
or something like that. They're just like a super team. You gotta support someone for the club, <laughs> not just the players, and because they're great. That's true. That's very true. That's a really good point to make. But yeah, I'll have to do like when I like I, I gotta start with how they play. That's 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 how yeah. because that's initially what's gonna grab me in, you know. Um and get my interest. Like, yeah, you might you might have a great, you know, backstory and awesome club mission and amazing fans but if you can't win games like i'm not going to be attracted to it i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i mean that that's fair enough i mean no one wants to support the jets do they <laughs> yeah or fucking yeah. north city yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah I'll, I'll have to do my i'll have to do my um my due diligence um so one thing i have been asking at the end of podcast before you know we kind of send everything off um, if you were to live in internet, per, internet permitting, so you could keep doing what you're doing. If you were to live anywhere in the world, what would you pick and why? Oh, wow. That's cool. That's a tough question. Puts you on the spot. Doesn't um, it? it really does. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that. I would probably live on a private island with my family and just enjoy life and just enjoy the nature and the ocean and nice sun, sea, sand and all of that jazz as long as I've got Wi-Fi to do my work yeah. and, a, and a good phone signal to be able to jump on calls and meetings, then I would, I would happily go live on a tropical island with my family and I would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I figured out putting in like internet permitting, like internet and connection being fantastic has gotten a little bit more interesting answers. Yeah. Um, because like the first time I answered it, it's like, well, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. So I'm going to s- slim down, you know, the amount of places that I would want to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's not interesting. That's not, like, like, um, I don't know if it was Dan Beltran or it was someone else, but they're like, you know, I would want to go live, you know, in like Thailand or Indonesia or some somewhere really crazy. But, you know, I think I'll just move to San Francisco. <laughs> that sounds like something Dan Beltran would say. <laughs> so it's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it was Dan though. Oh. It may have been Dan. Who knows? But that's interesting. I like the, pri- I like the Island. I like the private Island, not just moving to yeah, like, just... not just moving to like, the Caribbean just because it's the Caribbean. You got your own shit. That, that, okay, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, just somewhere nice, peaceful, you know, just with my family. I would be well away. I would be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's been fantastic talking to you, getting to know you as a person, and obviously being able to see your design work as has been amazing as well. That's, that's been a privilege being able to connect with you on Twitter and everything. Um, and I do appreciate the time, the time you took out of your day today. I know it's a little bit later for you. Um, now it's about what, nine 30 for you right now. It is about nine 30. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for, I guess, being patient for all the confusion and everything in the past, <laughs> past week or so trying to figure out a time and a date for us to kind of do this. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on today. It's been fantastic. No worries. Thank you very much. It's been great to chat to you. It's it's been really nice. Yeah. So we got there. We did manage to 
find a time that works. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem at all. Um, but as we close out here, guys, go down below. Um, Bex's Twitter and portfolio will be down below. So if you want to, you know, dive into um, her stuff and also, you know, connect with her on Twitter, you're more than happy to obviously, cause it's down there. Do it. Connect with, connect with Bex. Um, but anyways, guys, this has been episode 30. I really appreciate you coming out and listening today and we will see you next time in episode 31. And as always, I like to finish things off with make sure you go tell someone that you love them. All right. Take it easy. Have a great one. Peace.